Welcome to episode four of the Holla at Your Boy podcast. It's your boy, Stevie D, and today we're closing out season one with the Wolves. So look, when I first started the podcast, I told y'all it wasn't going to be a consistent upload schedule, primarily because I'm new to podcasting as a host. So I didn't want to jump in and make commitments that I knew I couldn't back up like some of y'all motherfuckers. The podcast space is an amazing platform to open up in-depth, unfiltered, raw conversations with your listeners. So for me, I didn't want to be just another person on the mic talking stupid shit. So I tried to tailor the first couple episodes around what I thought was interesting as a creative. But today, even as we talk with some creatives, this episode is going to be centered around family, brotherhood, legacy, and anti-poodle behavior. Now, before I introduce my guests, let me tell you this. No matter who you are or where you are in this journey called life, you can't do this shit alone. Self-made is a term a lot of people use with the intent of describing success on their own. I mean, I get it. Most of us are self-made in our perspective uh, spaces. We identify that it's up to us to self to make shit happen. It is up to self to plot our, our own path. It is up to self to actually get it out the mud, as the young folks say. But absolutely nobody does it on their own. Okay, I know I sound preachy and shit, so let me get right to it. The people we choose to have around us is a clear reflection of where we want to go. The culture we choose to identify with has major implications on who you are, who you will become, and where you're headed. I happen to identify as a wolf. Ladies and gentlemen, I have with me on the show, The Midnight Club. But before we introduce them, let me roll that fucking intro. Oh, what the fuck? What, what is this, this shit? Hey, what happened? You suck. Midnight Club, what up, though? <laughs> what up, though? <laughs> what up, though? <laughs> All right, guys, this is a... Super special fucking episode for me, cause I got my brothers with me. Y'all wanna, uh, you know what? I'm gonna start with Low, man, because, cause you know Low, he's the he's the resident guru around this motherfucker. So what you mean? <laughs> Learn from you. You got it, big bro. <laughs> <laughs> so we gonna talk about the Midnight Club real quick. So mm-hmm. Low, we all we you talk about the Midnight Club on your podcast. Um, John talks about it in his videos. I talk about it on, on you know photography shit. What is the Midnight Club? On Wolf, uh, <laughs> it's just a vibe, man. It, it's a it's a collective of um, it's a collective pack of just creatives in, in their various spaces, and we just come together and collab. Um, it started, you know, what I'm saying on some family stuff, mm-hmm. you know, just we we all from Detroit, right? Um, a bunch of lone wolves kind of had to form their pack, is how yes, I would basically sir. put it. And uh, you know, in respective fields, you know, I do the podcasting and, and, and the marketing and the radio stuff. You do photography and uh, and videography and all that. You know, John do videography, beats, branding, music, all of that stuff. And, right. You know, I just think that with all three of us together, now the lines are kind of blurred. Like we all had our respective fields, but mm-hmm. now everything just kind of Voltron. Like I came to Hell some yeah. of your photography uh, workshops. Right. So you know, I be talking about the lighting and you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, should be should be lit. Um, so John, my, my next question and Lo kind of touched on it just a little bit, but I want you to kind of go in depth if you don't mind. How, how did the Midnight Club get started? Man, it was, uh, 
basically uh well let's say it started off with family and um and one night so me and Lo was just up texting and we like we gotta name this something but it was just the vibe and then uh you know creatives we always up at night you know burning the midnight oil mm-hmm. or whatever so we just was texting like uh what about midnight club and it was like probably like the first thing we yeah. even came up with and it was like that's it and um and and it's it's just family and and just you know and brotherhood you know uh, right. in the community so even you know I, as we slow roll that's our thing too why i slow roll or hesitate to make it a business right. because i don't want business to mess up the family, family. yeah mm-hmm. and we all do our things uh independently like lo said anyway and right we voltron when the fuck we need to yeah yeah so it was like uh let's not put no dollars on it or let's yeah. not do yeah. this it's, it's just let it be organic pack. yeah it's organic and let's not just go get motherfuckers because even when we started right. like we need graphic designer we'll do it like no yeah. we don't we <laughs> we got it. we straight <laughs> yeah we'll figure it out yeah to add nobody on the team and do all this because it's a family and then it, it's just gonna start growing into something that it, it shouldn't be and you lose the brotherhood and the family values yeah. of it right when you start adding motherfuckers so um but it's basically burning the midnight oil and then on wolf shit um lone wolf Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people and certain people left us for dead. Yeah, individually, <laughs> bitches. Us <laughs> cowboys don't need you. You build parcels. <laughs> so I was like, "All right, well, you out here doing wolf shit, alone wolf shit. Yeah. You out here doing. You leaving the part shit. out though. We used to we used to uh, meet up for lunch at Wendy's on Richmond. Yeah, and it's not to well, you ask Steve, but it's not yeah. to leave Steve out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so, no, he 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 pre. Um, Pre the whole but, team, like <laughs> yeah, but, but but Steve came in as uh as the coach, and you know me and me and Lo, we was just you know after we weren't the Lone Wolves anymore, it was just us two as a duo, and, yeah. Uh, and it was uh, Steve gave gave us some backing, like look here, this some guys, this what y'all need to enforcer. Yeah, he came in and enforced it, but uh yeah, me and Lo, we was meeting up at Wendy's, and uh before his podcast popped off, it was like this is what I want to do, and he had his notebook in his binder. You know, like, yeah, that's that's dope. You should start mm-hmm. it like this. Yeah. And it's like, I'm gonna make beats. And it's like, oh, you can make beats? Yeah. And I'm gonna do this. And right. I'm gonna start my store. And yeah. I'm gonna have my website. And then every time we meet up, next thing you know, know. like we planning the next album, we're planning the next yes. podcast, right. the next event, the next, the next. Yeah. And then I showed up and right. I started my store and I had five beats up there. Right. And it's like, all right, so when I get to 20 beats, we're gonna do an album. All right, I'll see you next week. And we meet up at Wendy's again. Yeah. It's like, all right, so you on episode twenty? What you all gonna right. do for episode twenty five? You should think about doing this. You should think about, you know, what I'm saying, tightening it up here. And and like, he became something like a music director for the podcast. Like, you know, helping me pick certain things. Then when you start doing the beats, it's like, all right, well, you know, I think I got flagged for one of my episodes. It was like, well, maybe I should start using original beats. Send me right. some here. Use these for the show, though. <laughs> yep. Right. So uh, and then Steve came in and he was the enforcer. Yeah. And because Steve, he got all the connections and you know everybody. The he, official he sponsor. Celebrity. Vision Light Studios is one of the official sponsors for an Audible Records podcast. Just official. So you know. Official. Yeah, Steve was the, the celebrity in the backing that solidified the, the club. Yeah. And He uh, made us credible. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what's up, man. Um, so, you know, we talked about Midnight Club as a business and, you know, as a family structure. But one of the things that I really appreciate 
that we're doing is, you know, we are creating our own culture. And one of the purposes of Midnight Club uh, is to live our life without being poodles. And I know we're going to get more into that to that later. But one of the questions I had on here is, is what's the purpose? And so I'm going to actually answer that myself. I feel like the Midnight Club purpose um, is to change the, the culture of the way people think as far as their creative space goes. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, man, you know, they want to do shit. They say they're going to do shit, but they never do shit. Yeah. They just sit there and they find every fucking excuse to not do something. Oh, I can't do this because I don't have that. Oh, I can't do this because I don't I'm know I'm just nobody. waiting on this and then I'll have the right. Then I right. can maybe try it, but I don't know, man. Yeah. And so what, what the Midnight Club is, all of us individually and collectively, we don't wait on no fucking body. Nobody. At all. Like if, And I know when you say this all the time, we're going to keep doing what we've been doing. And one of the things that we do is we continue to evolve in our individual crafts and our collective crafts. And we don't we don't look for excuses. You nah. know what I'm saying? Like we just, yeah. if we don't have something, we gonna fucking go without it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And if we need something, we gonna go out and get it. Like we absolutely make no excuses. And that's one of the things that I like to identify with as a wolf because you know, a wolf, when he hungry, he gonna fucking feast. Yeah. He gonna, he gonna hunt. He not gonna sit around and wait on somebody to walk past to, to give him a chicken sandwich, that motherfucker going <laughs> yeah. and, and hunting. And he that's, know how to track prey over long distances too, so he know how to go without <laughs> until he get what he after too. That's why when it's time to make the kill, like, he on it. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, that's one of the things that I really like about what we do um, as individuals in our personal life, in our professional lives, and then we bring that that same spirit uh, to, to the Midnight Club. And I, I just think it's a culture that a lot of people think that they can identify with, but they're just not ready yet. There's people who thought that they could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But, you know. And a lot of people that live uh, lows were vicariously yeah. through us. <laughs> my, I'm somebody's my player right now. Somebody wished that, you know what I'm saying, they could do the things I do. Yeah. So I, I want to tell people out here, like, you know, all you guys can be wolves. If you, if you really put the focus on yourself, and concentrating on doing the shit that you want to do. Fuck everybody else. Fuck these trends. Fuck what mm-hmm. Instagram got going on. Fuck what your homies got going on. Go out there and hunt, bro. Yeah. Hunt by yourself, too. I'll, I'll, I'll add to that, though. Like, and kind of what John was saying, like, with Midnight, with Midnight Club, I kind of think of it like this. And this is tied into what you said about people mm-hmm. making excuses. Everybody, man, I got to work, man. Yeah, work your job. But, like, mm-hmm. you work from 9 to 5, let's say, right? Right. Now, you may have kids, you may got other stuff going on, but if a nigga got time, and no disrespect to the video game players, but if a nigga got time to come home and play 2K for four hours, you know what I'm saying? You could play 2K for an hour, do something else, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could divide that time up better. And I like to think Midnight Club kind of started, like, we was talking about all the stuff we was, like, going back and forth on. Seven, that 7 o'clock to, like, 12 o'clock time frame? If yep. you manage that right, after you get off work and the kids done did their homework and you done ate dinner, then hung out with the wife and stuff. And, and cause I'm talking about like the, the creatives that's got families and stuff because it's easy to just hustle mm-hmm. nonstop when you don't have no like responsibilities and stuff. But if you got right. that 7 to 12 time frame to just really like lock in and focus on what it is you're trying to accomplish and you make time for that, you're mm-hmm. going to get where you're supposed to be at. Man. Absolutely. Don't don't fucking wait on Edmund, man, to come with the check. Because <laughs> he know? ain't coming. Because he ain't coming. <laughs> he ain't coming. <laughs> Uh, all right. I don't want to see you walk through those doors. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, Lo, I actually want you to take this question because it's, it's it's actually it's uh, a hard one. Yeah. No, it's, it better not be no math. Is there <laughs> math on this test? <laughs> so, 
Susie had 12 albums. <laughs> Man, fuck Susie. <laughs> There's uh there's two uh, character people that we always call out, and one of them is Dweebs, uh-huh. and then the other one is Poodles. I- explain what those people are. Ah, it's easy. Yeah, lo- so, this low coin, <laughs> coin. Nah, so, so everybody think when I be like Dweeb, it's like a nerd or, or you know what I'm saying somebody that's that's you know excuse me according to my maps. Nah, like. It's nothing wrong with being smart. If anything, I feel like we we are the ones who kind of help make intelligence cool. We made it. Hit. Right. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like, yep. I, I'm a very educated uh, individual. We all are. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> as far as the dweeb go, dweeb is like somebody who allows for things to happen to them. Right? right. You let people tell you what to do. You let people push you around. You let circumstances tell you, like, what can happen or dictate how things go. I'm not for none of that, right? Like, well, I want to go do this and that. Well, they told me that I can't. Who the fuck is that? They, yeah. And fuck them. Right. You yeah. know, and I, can we cuss on here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we been cussing. Fuck yeah. I, I know. <laughs> jokes, man. Dang, I got to get my jokes off. Oh, I'm in the shooting oh, seat bad. this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, like, and, and you just somebody that, that got it, like you said, got an excuse for everything. You let the world kind of impress upon you. You the thermometer and not the thermostat. You mm. let, letting the room dictate what temperature you should be instead of dictating the temperature for the entire room. So that's what that is. Um, as far as poodles go, it's kind of like you said, um, you hungry and you just kind of, it look good and you know how to do all the tricks and stuff when the camera is on, but like you got to wait for somebody to prepare your meal and put a little doggy cuisine with the special <laughs> gravy on Basically there. Basically a little dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you a little dog. A little, a little dog who's sitting and waiting on the meal. Yeah, you ain't no. even a German Shepherd though. Yeah, like we're like dog. you a domesticated like wolf kind of like you just like a show dog. Like it just look cool, but you wouldn't bite nothing. With the, the dogs in the Super Bowl, do a little race. Oh, that's crazy. It look good, but you can't kill shit. <laughs> All right, so before we get off the Midnight Club thing, we do got to talk about business. So I'm gonna let John um, take this question. I hate business. <laughs> <laughs> what does Midnight Club actually do as a business for? Um, our listeners who don't know what the fuck we do. Everything. Bam. <laughs> I no, think that's uh, an accurate description. <laughs> yeah, whatever you need uh, creatively and, and marketing-wise. Uh, Lo is the marketing guru over there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's his background. And, and again, we educate it. So. CMO of the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just like, oh, we just picking up and just throwing shit at the wall. Like, no. like Niggas got we, degrees. We got degrees right. and shit. But um. <laughs> So photography, photography studio, uh, podcast, podcast production, video production, um, music production, yeah. mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> graphic what design. Else? You need graphic design, marketing. Uh, yeah, the whole creative umbrella. Yeah, like we'll put we, together we, we content creators. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. content creators and consult just overall yeah. consulting Consultants. work. Because I mean, yeah. you know, between cl- teaching classes, John be teaching me some stuff about music shit. But it's other artists that he's helped kind of like find their sound and cultivate. I know Steve, you be having the, the different workshops. Yeah. I try to help like train up people with the audio stuff. So it's definitely you know what I'm saying some consulting work. What we had to learn is we was giving a lot of our stuff out for free, and people was trying to run with it and go right. do something else with it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or people come around and be like, uh, finally after years. You know, really rocking with us or sitting down with us, man. That shit really worked. <laughs> yeah, or, bitch. man, it's my best song, man. And you know what I'm saying? And like I was telling uh, my partners, man, like you know what I'm saying. John, he helped me with it. My man's John. You know what I'm saying? And we did the whole structure and production. Like, yeah, we've been telling you we I, do, I do this. this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. you help me get on beat. That's how I know you the goat. <laughs> 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 they in the hood like this nigga. Love it, love it on beat. 
Uh, we're going we to talk about that one too later. All of that, man. <laughs> Production, whatever. Engin- studio engineering. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the whole background, man. Yeah. Just creative. Yeah. Audio, video, photography. We do it all. Yeah, everything. Mer- uh, midnight except club weddings. Except, except weddings. No weddings. Oh, yeah, yeah. No fucking weddings, y'all. <laughs> no, no fucking Jesus. Weddings. Go to midnightclubmerch.com. Yeah. Copy midnight. some merch. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we got, got merch. merch. Yeah, we got merch. <laughs> um, the merch is just to, to bring out your inner wolf. Like, I think uh, we can agree. Like, we're not trying to be fashion designers and shit right. like right. that. Yeah. But it's just, you know, to rep. You know, y'all play 2K and my player and all that shit, and y'all, y'all rep y'all neighborhood and mm-hmm. all that. So. <laughs> It's basically what it is. It's a global gang. <laughs> what the merch is. Right. Like, and you, you can, you can sign up, you know, for the low, low price of twenty nine ninety five. It'll be available in small packages. Oh, don't don't rep if you're a poodle, though, please. Yeah. Right, because yeah. we, we sending people around to confiscate the shirts. Back. <laughs> well, for sure. You, you I will yeah. take that shirt off. Show yeah. Up yeah. Like, hey, bro, you didn't do what you said you was going to do. Yeah. Run that shirt back. Yeah. And you ain't getting a refund either. Come Hell get no. it. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about, now, now that people know a little bit about Midnight Club, Although we know that they've been knowing, they know. They know. Um, Influence is underrated. Continue. They've been using the, the wolf emoji and everything within our statuses. Yeah. Right. On wolf. <laughs> On wolf. So we're gonna um, we're gonna get into some individual um, conversations. I want to get a little bit more into my guests so you guys can um, know what they do and get to hear from them. So we're gonna start with Low. Um, you know, Low runs the uh, Inaudible Ruckus podcast. Uh, it's streaming on all platforms. Two hundred and forty-two. Yep. consecutive yep, episodes yep. weeks um, in a row yeah 242 weeks in a row of a podcast never missed a podcast through everything rain sleet snow Not marriage marriage funerals <laughs> hurricane <laughs> hurricane harvey so it's that it's that same wolf mentality that uh that's given him the opportunity to to do 242 episodes consecutively yeah um also low is the ceo of midnight club so um, you, keep saying that, bro. <laughs> you are <laughs> so nah, like, uh, listen, all right, <laughs> see you on my fuck. So, change every um, week, right? <laughs> this week, uh, Lo, tell us a little bit about how you got into radio. It was a stormy Tuesday on the far north side of Detroit, <laughs> Michigan, many, many years ago. Uh, nah, so you know, I got, I, I know, I know how to talk, I'm a very talkative person, very animated. I uh, used to stand out in front of my grandmother's house with all my cousins just talking trash, hosted like a little show kind of. And everybody's like, oh, you got the gift of gab. So I remember listening to uh, the radio station on the way to school, Communication Media Arts High School. Yeah, what up, though? Go Pharaoh. <laughs> um, <sighs> <laughs> and I remember riding to school and just thinking to myself, like, man, I can get paid to do this. All they doing is talking shit and listening to music. I like to listen to music. I know how to talk shit. So then I did my research, you know what I'm saying, digging into it. Uh, got different little internships. I worked for my uncle's. Um, he had a promotions company they still got. And I used to help with that. And he used to just kind of piggyback with the radio station. So I used to get to hang out at the station all the time or go to their events. I ended up going to college, uh, Bowling Green State University, uh, for radio broadcasting. And I minored in marketing. So while I was there for four years, I ran the uh, the station. Well, okay. it was me and a group of people, but I was the, the director of hip-hop okay. for the station for four years. And, uh, you know, Talking audio production, just late nights in the studio, recording the commercials, doing the logs, training up other DJs, how to work the board, uh, editing commercials, writing commercials, all of that shit. Okay. Like, it was like radio boot camp. Gotcha. Um, came out of school, got an internship with Mason in the morning for like uh, three months. And that was the best three months of my life, bro. Like it was like straight up. He told me, like, you got to learn how to do everything because radio is shifting. Nobody saw it at the time. 
Right. And from there, just kind of fast forward, bam, just jumped into podcasting, man, because I saw the, the trend that was happening. I had moved to Houston, looking okay. to launch it, and then got all my equipment, did episode one, and the rest is history. Okay. So so you said you saw early on, like after you interned with Mason, that there's a transition from, you know, regular on-air radio personalities mm-hmm. Terrestrial to, radio. to, yep. to, um, to podcasting, and you, you kind of made that jump early. Well- I saw it. You saw it. I okay. procrastinated. I was doing poodle shit. I was sitting there. I had moved out the hood. I was out there in Farmers and Hills, like 14 mile, right? Um, kicking it. Big mm-hmm. kicking it every week. And oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. Man, you should start that podcast idea. Listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. doing I'm with one of those. Oh, I could do that. They ain't doing nothing. I can't do, man. For these niggas. <laughs> and just kept on, kept on. Then I ended up, you know, life started changing and stuff. I ended up moving to Houston, still sat on the couch. Okay. Still, but I'm seeing more and more of this podcast okay. stuff, seeing that it's got something something coming, something coming, and the radio is really shifting. So then mm-hmm. when I started doing podcasts, I thought I was late. The game shifted again for the urban podcasting space, and okay. then they allowed for me to kind of like ride that wave. wave. And then gotcha. as, the, as the wave keeps shuffling through my consistency, I'm mm-hmm. finding myself graduating into that middle that middle tier. Okay. And then now I'm starting to see me shift like even higher in that middle tier. It's just... It's, I'll tell more about that as, as things develop, but gotcha, shit gotcha. is moving. Oh, okay. That's that's a uh, very good insight, um, you know, to your transition into podcast. Now, what's now you've been in the podcast industry for a minute. Now, what's been, like, one of your biggest hurdles that you face in the industry? Um, Finding people that's dedicated because it looked yeah. fun. It, it, aside from y'all, right? Because y'all, mm-hmm. and, and y'all know, and the, the people may not, because, like, y'all, y'all may have only been on a handful of episodes, but y'all mm-hmm. have been involved with every single episode. Right. Like, it's been times where Steve, man, as a big homie, man, you know, helped me out with stuff. John, mm-hmm. that helped me out with stuff. We did the live show here at Vision Light. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and with John over there crying and shit. Yeah, man, it's a special moment. <laughs> but I just feel like just grinding through that. And and people come around because it look cool. It's fun to just sit on the microphones and talk. Shit, yeah. But then they don't want to do it no more. Right. And they don't be consistent. So finding, trusting the right people to come around and bring them aboard, but then trusting that they're going to stay long enough to actually like, you know what I'm saying, make something make happen. Make something happen, yeah. yeah. All right, so I got, a, I got a stat for you. Okay. According to Podcast Insight, there are more than one and a half million active podcasts with over 35 million episodes. Yep. You are on consecutive 242 episodes. How does Inaudible Records continue to grow when there are so many active podcasts out there? Um, well, just a little bit of my marketing background. I'm not trying to talk to everybody. Gotcha. You, a lot of times podcasters make the mistake they just want people to hear it. You got to know who you want listening to your stuff. Now, it may not be as defined early on. Like You can have an idea in mind, but as you grow and be consistent, you will attract the people and they will let you know like who they are. And then you just kind of continue making it from there. So I just say focusing on my core demographic and just keep feeding them over and over to the point where they go out and tell people about it. You know what I'm saying? They like brand champions. We call them the inaudibles, right? And they kind of campaign for me. If it's an argument on a timeline going on somewhere and what podcast y'all listening to? What's the best podcast out? They tagging me on stuff, right? I ain't got to say nothing. They Mm -hmm. over there arguing for for me. So I just feel like just keep feeding your core base. Yeah. I, I thought you was gonna answer authenticity. Well that's I mean <laughs> I what's, under, what's gonna, understood don't need to be explained. I thought you were just gonna answer <laughs> that and leave it that leave it at that. Typical you know I'm long winded. <laughs> but no, see Steve, oh when the bird landed on my arm, I just knew that day that I was gonna be special and my wings would just flap open and I would fly to the skies. Yeah, so glad that shit didn't come. <laughs> authenticity. <laughs> that's it, authenticity. <laughs> now 
you like I said earlier, you've been in the podcast game for quite a long time. Uh, not just in it, but actively in it. Yeah. Um, you're also a podcast consultant for individuals like myself. Yes. So how is the production side of podcasting different from the hosting side? Oh, it's a whole nother beast. Um, and it's the dirty work. For real, for real. Like I said, it all looks good to talk. You see your favorite podcaster or your favorite radio host just show up, say they peace and dip. They boogie on up out the door. You don't know about the dude with the glasses that's huddled over in that dark room. You know what I'm saying? Running the playback, getting all the gaps out. You know what I'm saying? Cleaning up some of the audio because it may have been a, a cutout or a, a, a mic may have shorted out halfway through the thing. So they got to mm-hmm. figure out how to, you know what I'm saying, maneuver around that. Right. It, it's a lot, man, it, that goes behind the scenes. And that's a skill set that people don't know that they need it yet, right? but they will. And when yeah. y'all do, I'll be there. <laughs> Look how we shot it. The brick is the brick, though. Just know that. Because I've been telling y'all this for the longs to get crispy. And y'all ain't want to get crispy. So I get it crispy for you. You just yep. got to pay crispy prices. Yep. You got to pay the price of the brick. All right. So, like I said earlier, you you a G in this game. You got a lot of history and knowledge in radio marketing as a whole. What advice would you give a person who wants to start a podcast? What's that one piece of information? Ask yourself, do you have a passion for this? Ooh. Yeah. Now, the the, the caveat to that is you are allowed to explore to see if you have a passion for it. But if you don't have a, a, a like an innate passion for it off rip, it's, it's going to be tough for you. The passion is what's going to carry you through like when, when, when you don't feel like doing an episode or when you feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like this is too hard or what am I going to talk about this week? Passion, you'll find a way. If you ain't got no passion... I don't know what to tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. Absolutely. So, I'm going to tell you what, though. <laughs> so, Logan, Logan talking for a minute, so I'm going to give him some Gatorade. Gatorade me, bitch. Um, <laughs> a quick tidbit for you guys. Lo has been one of the driving forces in making Holla Your Boy podcast what it is today. I mean, we only on episode four, but fuck y'all. Um, <laughs> he's the reason why I haven't blew four this motherfucker episodes, up. quality episodes, though. Yeah. This is ghetto. <laughs> 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 I'm about to mute John's mic. <laughs> no, but Lo is the reason why I haven't blew up the podcast. It's not yet. my cup of tea. <laughs> uh, his oh. advice has helped me. <laughs> Bullet. <laughs> oh man! All right, so let me get back to it. Before I keep, before I keep laughing. All right, so Lo's advice has given me um, a podcast structure, format, and all that. So I'm excited for what we got planned in the future mm-hmm. for this show, and I'm also excited for. His show, my show, and all the shows that Midnight Clubs are going to be producing in the future. So, speaking of future, up. speaking of future, if Young Maven don't trust it, we ain't shooting. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> all right, so Lo, I gotta apologize because I didn't give I didn't give you this intro that I'm about to give John. But that's all good. I, well, I don't do it, damn it. Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, give it. Give Big Bro one. All right. Yeah. So we're going to talk about John, y'all. So John is an amazing content creator. He's filmed some of the dopest visuals I've seen. Now, I'm not saying this because he's my mans, but before I met John, I was a fan of his work. I, I never saw who he was. Like, I, I know his face. I know if he's tall dude, short dude, black dude, light-skinned dude. Uh, one day I was in Houston getting ready to do a photo shoot, and one of our homeboys called me and asked if his friend can come along and shoot and get some behind-the-scenes video footage. So I'm like, hell yeah, because... I think it was a dope Crazy. show. Crazy. So uh, Ian walks John. And at the time, I didn't know he was who he was. So at the time, before I met him, he went by the name of Shooter McGavin. Um, that's who I knew him by. But when he walked in, I didn't know it was Shooter McGavin. So 
long story short, halfway through the shoot, our homeboy said something like, blah, 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 I shoot him at Gavin. And my fucking jaw just hit the floor. I was like, wait a minute, you shoot her? <laughs> so my whole, mood, <laughs> my whole mood changed. My energy was lifted and we've been rocking ever since. And John is actually the creative director here um, for Midnight Club. It's crazy how true that is. Like, yeah. Like, how the fuck, you know, that's, that flipped the switch. Like, how the fuck this dude know me? Yeah. And why is he excited that he know who? <laughs> <laughs> excited as hell. John's looking like, you ain't about to hunt my leg, are you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> calm down, guys. <laughs> All right, John. So, you've been behind the camera for a minute. How did you get in the film? Man, that's a long story. How much time we got? <laughs> Five minutes. <laughs> so I'm gonna th- take you back to uh, 1987 now. Uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, I'm just fast forward to when I went to art school. Um, I started off rapping and everything. Y'all knew that as our brotherhood grew. Mm-hmm. Like this ain't John can rap and make beats. Like so, I went to art school basically to use the free studio time on some on some hood shit like sounds smart to me <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't trying to get no degree but uh so in between classes um one of my mentors he was doing a workshop and he was an uh, alumni and he was showing like big shine videos and all the shit he was shooting with like a dslr i'm like what the fuck is a dslr and what the fuck is this and this and that and i was just in there between classes and end up uh, soaking up some game. And so um, this is like 2012. And like, I went right home to my wife and I got the studio at the crib. I'm recording people in the hood and, you know, starting studio time. And I talk, I get to my wife and I'm like, yeah, I want a camera and it's this and it costs this much. And and uh, I looked online, Best Buy got it. <laughs> She's like, a camera? Like what? <laughs> like, yeah, and I could do this. And then I shoot videos. and. My wife, she's so supportive. She was like, okay, let's go. And uh, that's how I got my first camera and <laughs> started shooting. And then um, as far as just getting better at it, uh, I'm a perfectionist and love to learn like uh, like Darius uh, on Atlanta. <laughs> you can't stop me from learning. <laughs> right. So uh, I just look at things and like, okay, how do you get that slow-mo like this? Or what's frames per second? Or what's this? How come my shit don't look like that? Or I remember one time showing like the uh, the dean over uh, digital media, and I showed him my video, and he was like, "Yeah, it sucks," but I mean, I see the potential. <laughs> so I went and shot something that weekend and showed him again. Like, how about this one? Like, so that's just what really drives me. Um, and I've been working with the camera ever since. And then since I've been here, you know, able to be around y'all, and again. Like you say, you can't do everything yourself. So mm-hmm. we built that brotherhood and the community, yeah. the fellowship. So then I picked back up the music shit. And now I'm just a master at both. Yeah. <laughs> what, three albums in? Yeah, yeah. three. Yeah. Two and a half, man. Nah. Three. Wait, three. no, because what? No, we got, we got. Uh, I know what we got. Trap Island. Mm-hmm. I told Chicken Waffle Ch- was just. It still was hard. Yeah. So, but Chicken Waffle was just an experiment. Basically, because again, y'all, so what we doing with the midnight club and everything i needed something as a music executive or i needed a body of work mm-hmm. to work our midnight club angle so it was just something i just threw together but they counted as a third one whatever three. it wasn't whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Three. he got three yeah. albums because there's yeah. some people who don't have any yeah 
Yeah. yeah. They, they, just they ain't got, got more than half either. So. Instagram videos about the album that's going to be coming that's never coming. Coming <laughs> soon. Shoot videos and marketing yeah. and strategy and then yeah, other people will love it. That's another story. Right. It's not my cup of tea, bro. Oh. <laughs> so look, John, everybody got a <laughs> everybody got a camera these days. Everybody say they're a shooter. Yes. What in your eyes makes a person a shooter versus a guy with a camera? Experience. Because <laughs> okay. um, I don't know It's the same with Lowe. Like you can jump into something To see if you have a passion for it Because I didn't have a passion I just told the story Like mm-hmm. I saw somebody doing it And I went home And I went to Best Buy The same day and got a camera Didn't know shit Didn't even go to school for video Right But it became You know Something I love to do Um, But it's, it's sticking with it And it's not just I didn't do it as a money grab. Like right, right. I was even in the clubs because I was still rapping and stuff and had my homies, but uh, at the clubs with me and I was just getting our footage or doing our promo and our pictures and people started asking me how much I charge. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Stumbled <laughs> into the business <laughs> by accident. Like, how much you got? <laughs> can you shoot music videos? Uh, yeah, sure. I think I can. Like it, it just, the concept to me was I'm just going to shoot it. And then I'm going to put your song on another track and match up your mouth to the beat. Or like, it was just like, yeah, let's try it. What, yeah. could, what, what could happen? What's the worst? Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I broke it down in reverse engineering. And that's how I started shooting music videos. But um, yeah, I mean, it, you got to have a passion for it to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But what separates you is the experience. And if it's in your heart to do it and to love doing it, like even now, just saying everybody and I'll still shoot something, you know, low ball because I love to do it. Right. Not, not not like all the fucking time though. Right. But um gotta be in the mood. Yeah. I gotta be in the mood to just do something creative. Um I might do it free, like here and there, but um just seeing everybody just low balling or just doing this and complaining. Nobody spending money with them, like you in it for the wrong reason. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Because you ain't gonna get paid the first couple of years, bro. Yeah. Not a lot. Yeah. And people don't understand, like, you, you just really have to, you have to, when you have that passion and that love for it, and how I tell people, just just even the business side, when people complain about prices, it's like, I can give somebody a price and it's too and it's too much for them or it's not in a budget, but it's like, I've gotten paid three times what I told you just to get coffee on the set before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's like... Yeah. You paying like, for the expertise though. And this is how much it costs, and I, I got degrees in it, and 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 talk, talk that shit. Yeah, and I mean, but that's that's my. But experience. what all I'm gonna get for that? What you mean? Yeah, but that's my experience, and you can have experience without film school and art school, right? But again, if it's not in your heart, it's like you're not, because people have been doing this ten years and still can't shoot a slow motion video <laughs> the right way, yeah. and it's just a setting in the camera. So it's like, yeah. what are you doing? Right. <laughs> you're not you're not even sitting with the tools that you have yeah. to make yourself a better a shooter. Right. Now, all right, I'm so glad you said tools. So when we talk about filmmaking and videography, what's one of the most misfunctional filmmaking that up and coming filmmakers are leaving out that you see? As far as like the tool or what they not? Um, uh, we can talk about the tools. Uh what they're not really using is their eyes. Like yeah. <laughs> we say that with photography and film, like right. your eye is is your number one tool. Before yeah. you go get a camera, a lens, and 
batteries and everything. Um, you have to see with the tool that you got. <laughs> yeah. And as for composition, that's, right. that's for lighting, that's for storytelling. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, again, composition is big because you can have, we, we was at your crib last night watching YouTube. Right. And it's like, it's $20,000 worth of camera equipment. <laughs> I was like, if you don't know how to light, <laughs> you can defeat twenty thousand dollar camera, yeah, and no lights, yeah. Or, yeah. So, gotcha. That's dope. I'm glad you said that too. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of your experience, you shot like three or four short films. I've been blessed to help you with two of them. Yeah, down here, and then some other stuff up there, up right. back home. So that would make you national then. I, I would believe. Yeah. Yeah, you're not local. Serve as national. Yeah, you're not local, Q. Multiple states. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Sure. Any uh, local. Any, <laughs> any plans to shoot a feature, or well, not a feature, but a full-length film? And if not, why not? Yeah. Um. Now, that comes with uh, its budget. And uh, I mean, if you don't have the budget, there are ways around mm-hmm. getting things done. Again, like I said, the wolf mentality. Right. Um. But to do it right, more so for something full, like a feature film, mm-hmm. you kind of need a little bit of, of, of some money. money. Yeah. Um, but I, we do have scripts and everything ready in the holster, waiting on the right moment. Yeah. Um, Might be some audio shit, too. You never know. Storytelling yeah. pods. It's coming, bitches. Yeah. All right. All right. Got scripts and shit like that. Oh, next question. No, like, I'm, I'm piggyback off Steve's question. So, will, okay. will I be able to have a role in one of these movies? <laughs> Bodyguard number five, like in the back, henchman number one. I, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to give you a speaking role. <laughs> <laughs> I freeze up. Uh, uh, Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fool. Put it in the back. Did yeah. I say that right? <laughs> That's great. All right, John, you about to kill me for this question. Oh, man. It's no pressure though. <laughs> Steve about to get socked in the face. I, I know. That's why I'm way over here. <laughs> when are you going to fucking start teaching? And I say that because look, y'all. I I'm only new. I'm new to video production. Maybe like three years in. Right. I can't tell. So, thank you, love. Um, hey, it should look better than mine. Should. Right. See yourself <laughs> a Gatorade. See yourself a Gatorade. Gatorade me, bitch. <laughs> so. I got into video because I saw the transition in photography where people wanted pictures and video, not just like, you know, full videos, but behind the scenes shit. And then I wanted to get into YouTube. So naturally I did my research, this and the third, but the first person that I reached out to was John. And so John has a very uh, distinct teaching uh, method, right? Mm -hmm. He's very to the point. He doesn't sugarcoat, doesn't teach you shit that you don't need to know. And, I've learned. Hello, right. <laughs> He's very direct. Like, how, how you think this sound? How the fuck you think it sound? Right. How, how would you like for it to sound? Yeah. And so John pretty much taught me everything I know about video. And then when I wanted to learn video editing, John literally showed me how to fucking edit video in like 30 minutes. And it was a dope as shit. So even though he don't like teaching, <laughs> I think you would be great at it. So I want to know why. I wouldn't say that, man. When are you going to start teaching? I don't know. See, I, one of my plans is to teach at a university. So I wouldn't say I don't want to teach. Gotcha. I don't, don't want to teach everybody. Or some motherfuckers are they're just unteachable. Yeah. But um, I don't know. And then it's a thing with 
because I'm still learning. Like, whereas where you're saying I don't want to, well, I don't want to teach. I don't want to do a workshop necessarily. Gotcha. Okay. It's because I'm still learning shit. And I, 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 I don't want to be that guy. And I hate being that guy. And there's even some people who taught me who are, I want to, I want to be humble as I can, but like, it's like, I'm past them or better than them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They like paved my, the road, but you rode it further than they rode. But I went further than them. My skill yeah. set is better. Or I, mm-hmm. I even look at, like, at they shit like, what the fuck are you doing? Why would you do that? Why would you shoot like that? Why would you shoot that in that format or things like that? So as far as like a workshop, I'm just not comfortable with myself teaching when I'm learning every day. Gotcha. Or shit like me and you sitting on mm-hmm. your couch last night watching you to like we learning shit i right. mean you can teach what you've learned so far though yeah oh and I, 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 I only say that not to cut in but like like you said you learn st- i learned some stuff from you too like i become a better a better audio uh producer through like some of the guidance and stuff like and not to get too off subject but the stuff that y'all helped me with last night i got feedback that it was one of the best audio sounding episodes that i had that was just turning yeah. the same hey low. it doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't matter it doesn't matter i would turn the slider up low <laughs> turn up yeah. the right yeah, so yeah. it's more so workshop, but I do want eventually to uh, teach at a university. Or my dream is CCS back in okay. Detroit. Like, gotcha. but I looked at I've been looking at like uh, when they've had like applications pop up, and you got to be like a fucking level just five <laughs> level five <laughs> Jedi to get in CCS. Right, like all the fucking requirements. Like I checked off half the boxes, but it's like gotta check I just got the other half. I got to do a little bit more. So then I can walk around this bitch and uh and show my badge. <laughs> <laughs> but I got the degrees, bachelor's, yeah. masters. So those checked off. Okay. Got two degrees. Yeah. All right. Before John sock me with another question, if I if I ask him another question, we're gonna take a quick break. Now normally I do camera news, but today we're gonna take a page uh, out of an honorable ruckus and play some music. Motherfucker. Okay, okay. John, you wanna introduce these two songs? I don't, actually. But <laughs> All right, nah, so nah. All right, man. So motherfucking, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, nah, for real. Um, so I guess you're gonna, you're gonna play Super Coney, yes, right? Yeah, Super Coney and Razor's Edge. Uh, so oh, Razor's I'm, Edge, <laughs> Razor's Edge is uh, just a little freestyle verse, some bullshit. Um, lyrical exercise. I was dust knocking the dust off my pen. Um, and I'm still a wrestling fan, but I was a huge wrestling fan. I even got finally got a title belt a real title belt at the crib now after grinding hard for it <laughs> but um yeah so it's off the razor ramon uh entrance theme and it's just something that was in my mind to do for a while and then super coney is uh you know detroit what up though um some true story type shit in there based on a true story based on Alleged. a true story Alleged. allegedly um just being young and riding around the city um Again, just me getting back in the booth and some shit I had and dusting the pen off, man. And uh on Wolf. On Wolf. On Wolf and y'all telling me go ahead and rap. So I Glad just you listen. did it. Glad you listen. All damn time. All right, guys. So we're gonna play Super Coney first and then Razor's Edge, bitches. Twenty five lighters on my dress up, yes sir. Riding through my city, we ducking under the pressure. Posted at the cone, whatever is beneficial. Hit to see on my mental, what you trying to get into. Lighters on my dresser, yes sir. Riding through my city, we ducking under the pressure. Posted at the cone, whatever is beneficial. Hennessy 
see your mom into what you try and get into. Slap a Chevy Doze and ride it just like a ray. <laughs> Only thing dripping around this bitch is the pain. <laughs> Wishing I could see my own glue, but I can't. Holy Trinity, I see you soon at the gates. <laughs> Pussy money weed and rotation repeat. Super cold chili cheese with my niggas we deep. <laughs> yeah, I know they fifteens, but I keep them clean. <laughs> Way before the video was making the scene Taking back the black jewels with straps and club blue on Wednesdays That's probably where the hoes be at Facebook with your EDU Say the hoes on deck On the west side, we be through Swisher sweets, bring me two Pre-game, hit the magic stick Midtown, bowl and pool No hostility, bro, we cool We be smooth, ride through the city When we crew I got 25 lighters on my dresser Yes, sir, ride through my city we under the pressure, posted at the corner, whatever is beneficial. Hennessy on my mental, what you trying to get into? I got 25 lighters on my dresser, yes sir. Riding through my city, we ducking under the pressure. Posted at the corner, whatever is beneficial. Hennessy on my mental, what you trying to get into? Posted at the ball with my dog, Beach. Charlie walking in with a cousin, I'm gonna speak. I'm on drinks. How you doing? What's your name and shit? Honestly, I'm happy that you came, little bitch. We bout to dip and now we posted at Meech Crit. Shorty had a bottle and a whip on freak shit. Dog on the move, slid girl in the other room. Shorty need a ride to the crib and I'm like, cool, aight, boom. Here we go, make a stop on the end. Hit the super coney on the way and I'm in. Now he's waving, dinner chili and cheese. Fries in the corn beef, Shorty was pleased. Shorty had me on the clock watching the knee. Walking out the other room to me and just a tea up. I got 25 lighters on my dresser, yes sir. Riding through my city, we ducking under the pressure. Posted at the county, whatever is beneficial. Hennessy on my mental, what you trying to get into? I got 25 lighters on my dresser, yes sir. Riding through my city, we ducking under the pressure. Posted at the county, whatever is beneficial. Hennessy on my mental, what you trying to get into? The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Headed nigga, I'm running around with the goonie goons. Raise third and blame. Who fiends heat up the spoony spoon? Beautiful. Take it or leave it. We gotta make a way. Liquor stuff. Take on pizza for. I ain't hate today. Hood nigga. Talking gorilla self. Monkey shit. Tricked a couple times, but I never tricked on a funky bitch. Got it out the mud. A better life was the plan route. Ready for Jehovah's return. Hit me no handouts. Brown Houston blowing this gas. Thought I was Exxon. I'm easy with the boost, but today I'm getting my check. Song. Niggas want to smoke, I can handle that like a coffee cup Put them in the contractor bag, we had to chop them up Add it up, bitch on the answer, I had to cross him up God gave me grace when I fucked it up, now I'm bossing up Detroit nigga, I'm with the wolves, I'm Kevin Nash Red and black and W.O., I'm used to pushing packs And I brought the hockey and tuck it under my Dietrich first Couple screws loose, my lady know I'm a piece of work Niggas think they thorny Montana, they get a piece of work Young Pablo, Picasso, where how I piece the work. Got the draws, mission accomplished as far as my duty goes. Me and Stroke, told me to put the dick in her booty. Told her she could say less, anything else is excess. Ain't know what to expect, told her nigga I'm blessed, blessed. Ain't no disrespect, so check it in, that's your best bet. Knock niggas out for less, and that's on set set. Principality, so don't come to me with no bullshit. Promise you my young niggas quick to draw like a doodle kid. 
teach myself in these streets. That's why I'm not y'all. My Cuban league, the butt of the hoodie. I think I'm Scott Hall. I'm intercontinental. Just check the stamps on my passport. Chopping niggas straight at the knees. Fuck what you stand for. Walk around this bitch with a bop. Thought I was Vince McMahon. Had to be the man. My daddy was sitting in that can. Tired of getting fucked by life. But I'ma take the head. Nigga in his bag. I'm serving dope. Gatorade me, bitch. That shit don't Hey, I want some chili cheese fry. Hell and a yeah. Fago. We was doing a blade dance in this bitch. Yeah. Boy. All right, motherfucker. So we back. The blade dance? What's that? <laughs> um, we kept it pretty PG before the break. So we about to we about to turn up. I'm trying to figure out who's going to get socked first. That was PG. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, yeah. y'all want to see the real Detroit? Yeah. <laughs> what up, dog? I want to see a dead body. <laughs> all right, fuck it. So we're going to get right into it, man. Yeah. We're going to get right to this shit. <laughs> it's already loaded when I get out the Cause, car. Cause, cause, Am I prepared? Pistol already <laughs> on me. I ain't even got a cock it. Because I already know Low finna be lit. Uh, huh? Versus Battle Thoughts. Oh, man. Low, you go last. Fuck that. You go, nah, last. I go last. I go Quack. last. Fine. <laughs> John, what you think about the uh, the battle with, with Guwab and Jeezy? Uh, I think it was dope. Yeah, I think it was dope for the culture. I like how they ended it, yeah. performing together. So I see, especially when that was the uh, the how the, the all the, the shit, shit got started. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, full circle. Yeah, so it was full circle. Um, yeah. Fuck with everybody else talking about about Gucci behavior and all that shit because I rock with it. Yeah, yeah Gucci is Gucci. His, I fuck with his energy and facts. Um, just knowing his authenticity that word again and we'll know what he been through and reading the book you reading the book though reading the book and um you know just all the jokes when you see most of the jokes about the drugs and shit knowing that he he clean and probably the healthiest motherfucker <laughs> right right yeah. <laughs> that you might ever meet yeah mm-hmm. now um so you know i just really fuck with with guap um i fuck with jeezy too yeah um so i was rocking you know when they both was playing that shit mm-hmm you know what I'm saying? They both in my rotation. I know I appreciate, you know, Jeezy's growth and, you know, his stance too. But um, just from where we come from in the story, I was really, you know, I'm really fucking with Gucci as of late. Right, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the whole backstory and everything, just, it just was dope for the culture. Right. Um, not going to talk bad about either one or... <laughs> <laughs> What, but, what you mean? We, we what, gonna, what, what you trying we, to say? We're going to say that for low. <laughs> yeah, and Jeezy, um, as I said going in, Jeezy, I think he's the better artist. He got the better catalog than me, industry-wise. Um, one thing, what's what's weird, and you can't feed off in social media, because I'm just sidebar this. Because mm-hmm. we had we had T.I. beating Jeezy if they would have battled. Mm-hmm. Because I feel T.I. had more commercial success and yeah. you know a better catalog billboard catalog and yeah. all the jeezy stands was saying well jeezy gonna kill him with the street shit and the mixtape shit right but then when it went to gucci, gucci and jeezy, yeah. then it was somebody who has more street and mixtape shit than him exactly then they switched to all the all the facebook commentary well, well he got more billboard and industry shit so stands gonna that's stands. that fickle shit yeah yeah and stand shit but yeah. um yeah i i Respect both of their stances, but I'm big on guap and uh, energy. For sure. I agree. What about you, Lo? Um, No, I'm with John. Like, objectively, and I always try to do this, especially on, even on the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. objectively, say what things are, then sprinkle my subjectivity so, on it. Right. Like, 
Jeezy won flat out. It was, it was his catalog was too strong. It was it was too big of a um he had too big of records, right? Mm -hmm. And again with Gucci, he showed up to the battle doing what he wanted to do. He wasn't he knew he wasn't gonna win the battle, battle say, yeah, right? He yeah. he got his shit off. He said what he wanted to say. He mm -hmm. got, he let off some of that that frustration and animosity that he had been carrying. It was needed too. Yeah, yeah. So and and also to John's point, I'm I am one of the people that's part of Gucci Man's cult following. Okay. Right, we we talked on the earlier segment about how um, I did radio. I was on the college campus when Gucci Records was like bumping in okay. rotation. So while we was at parties, yes, Jeezy music was ringing off in the in the clubs and stuff. Mm -hmm. But in the dorm room, in the day to day life, all you heard was Gucci Man coming out of people's right. dorm rooms and mm -hmm. all across the campus. Yeah. So I, I will say this: um, it was bigger than just the versus battle because this was to me this was Trap Martin versus Trap Malcolm. And, people, yeah. and when yeah, I you say said that, that in the chat, yeah, yeah, but when I say that, people are like, well, what you mean? Like, this is two different. These are both dope boys mm -hmm. who came from the hood, they respective places, and they chose different routes to get to where they was at. Right. So one utilized the industry backing and support that he had and manipulated that situation to to benefit himself, mm -hmm. and the other one manipulated his, his grind and his independence mm -hmm. to to be able to make himself a household name. It's like Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair, right? You know, like yeah. it's, 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 it's no, it's no wrong way to go about Not it. It's it. just who do you like resonate with? with? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a um, pretty good battle. Like I was, I was one of the motherfuckers who was in the, in the comments through the whole thing. And, and even before they got started, I had said at the end, they going to perform so icy and fuck everybody up. Mm -hmm. And motherfuckers like, well, you don't know what you talking about. You don't know. Okay. Motherfucker. Just watch. I just kind of felt that vibe. Like. I Did just it feel felt, scripted to you? Um, towards the, like it felt yeah. But then towards the end, end, it seemed like wait, hold on a second. Yeah, um, I think I think Gucci, you know, showing that disrespect was absolutely needed because sure. of the situation, you know, because yeah. of you know what we heard. We don't know what actually happened. I, I it, think no, it's been documented. That was all released <laughs> in court. <laughs> that actually happened. So um, I think it was absolutely necessary, and that's Gucci's character. So it's like you're gonna tell Gucci not to be Gucci. Right, you know, and even Jesus himself yeah. said on the but Breakfast see, Club, "Everybody's watching. The whole <laughs> world is thing, watching." But that's one thing, though. When, when he want to be a husband, um, a fitness guru, and say no to drugs, it's a Gucci clone. But then yeah. when he get off his Gucci shit, oh, he ignorant and almost yeah. forty, and that's the whole Gucci. Like, no, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> nobody can pick a side. Are you? Social media moves the field goal post. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I say. Like, yeah, yeah. Like just, you choose something. Like, yeah. But but that's why I said too. Y'all got to read the book, not y'all, y'all. But like mm -hmm. people got to read the book to know how bad that situation really, really like affected him and how he still like was dealing with that stuff. Yeah, you feel me? So you and you, I don't know, like you know, but who can say that they've been in a situation where you get a chance on a, the stage in front of a million something people to face the person who tried to have you murdered right. allegedly right you know what i'm saying like that's we don't know what that feels like mm -hmm. so you don't know how you would react in that situation right yeah i feel you i feel you um like i said it was gucci needed to do what he did and i'm i'm kind of glad he did um because it showed people like just cuz motherfucking married and settled down you know, I'm still, I'm still, yeah, still, still with the shit. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, you still exactly. got the bag. So yeah. even the whole real estate jab, and that was deeper, the 10K and the, and the outfit. And the jewelry and all that. Yeah. Because, you know, that was deeper and that was the 10K hit on them and all that, which, again, that's outsiders and that's everybody. Who don't know? Everybody has yeah. a platform now. Yeah. It's a gift and a curse on social media. Right. Like, do you even know what the fuck you're talking about? Like, nope. and I'm not the dude, like, 
I know what I'm talking about, you know, like, yeah. but it's the same info I got that you can go get. <laughs> so it's yeah. not no speculation. I don't post shit that I don't know about. Or if you follow this, if, again, that's another thing too. With podcasting, man, like, I value journalistic integrity. Now, again, you know, some shit you get off a meme and it may be true or not, but like a lot of it is research and, and just kind of knowing the culture and, and being immersed in it. I could say being a, a, a I guess you could say like a trap baby because we grew up in right. that, like really mm-hmm. grew up like with doing stuff and that stuff, that music was the background for like, you know what I'm saying? Right. We yeah. was, that was the soundtrack for the shit that we was doing. Then also, you know, not even just the music, but just living that shit, mm-hmm. you know, well, certain aspects of it and, and, and being able to, it, it, the lyrics rang off a little bit differently when you've actually been through that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It's like the whole money thing and he uh, childish or, you know, need to grow up and, and just because Jeezy say something about real estate, like, and I'm not counting either one pockets, but right. it's like, I mean, he did give his girlfriend at the time millions and she did flip that. Right. And he did right. get out and get the bag. Mm-hmm. And she is worth like 30 million. Right. And he is worth like. And, and, and the whole second wave of Atlanta artists, like, I, he I, put yeah, them in a situation. Jeezy put nobody in a situation. Well, one person in a situation. Yeah, but you got Migos, you got Young Thug, um, 21 Zay, Savage. 21 Savage, Jay Tobin still. Mike Will made it. Pee Wee the Long Way. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot millionaires. of. Millionaires. You said Little Baby, right? I didn't. Little Baby. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. And we're talking about millionaires. Yeah. Nicki Minaj, all of them. So like right. Walker. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Walker. 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 <laughs> Brick. He like none of the Brick Squad shit, man. Brick Squad. <laughs> and he got a, so he do got a whole new wave. Cause I follow Gucci. The new 1017. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he, yeah. he signed like a like I think a handful of artists from mm-hmm. the, from the South. Uh this chick from uh Dallas, a couple dudes from Memphis, and another dude from like Louisiana or something. But like he got a whole nother wave of uh, artists that he bringing into the mix. That's dope. I can't wait to see what uh, what they drop. I think he he should have been the A R at Def Jam instead of your man. <laughs> Who Jay Z? Nah, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got you. All right. Jokes and jokes and jokes and jokes. It's gonna turn out the same way, right? <laughs> the same. All right. So we talked about the uh, the Jeezy and, and Gucci battle. Who would y'all like to see battle? Three Six Mafia. I knew that shit was coming. <laughs> Three six mafia bone thug. All right, this, this is the sec. This is the part where know, somebody man. about to get socked. All right, shit ain't gonna be. I've been, actually been off the verses for a while, so uh. because it's just a collection of music for real. And, and this battle was different because of the. And I hated that people tried to limit it to just music because this battle had too much stuff going on to it. The yeah. the Jeezy versus Gucci, all the rest of them, it's just literally come down to who you like. Yeah, and we don't have a way of determining because who's to say? Oh, this track ring off better than this. It's preference, um, but I don't know. I, he not in his right mind. But if my man's Yay went up there, who would he go? Yeah, against? yeah, that's all I said. Jay, no, <laughs> that's like the only preference. Yay versus Jay, Drake. They can do that for the. Oh, are you talking yeah. about somebody getting pistol whipped, nigga? <laughs> yeah, because they don't like each other either. <laughs> Neither one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, rap a lot. It's gonna be a very stern talking. Drake, Drake still man. See them Jamaican niggas he be rolling with, man. Over your unruly. Yeah, but but and yeah, yeah, but well, they both my my dogs. Like, yeah, they both in like my top five of who I listen to. Not goats and all that shit. Though, right, man. right. Yeah, is the goat. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I would think you know if something was about to pop off, yeah, get the fuck out of there. 
Right. Or yeah, you start praying or some shit. Crawl under a table and pray. <laughs> or try to. Uh, it's nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that either. Just yeah. You get well, I'm just face. saying. Right. I'm just saying. I don't think nothing to pop off. I know the rap a lot. Will Pusher T be there? <laughs> Probably not. No, he wouldn't. Hey. I don't think. Will Terrence be present? Hey. I don't think he would because he's an approachable dude. But <laughs> nah, I might have to work with him one day. Uh, but nah, He'll just because of duppies. that. Just because of the animosity, I don't think he would be in the same room with Drake anyway. Probably not. Um, and I don't think Drake would do it. Drake mm-hmm. would probably say, "Push D can't be there." <laughs> just, yeah. He, he probably wouldn't even want to do. It. He probably like, I'm not giving that nigga no attention at all. Yeah. So he probably wouldn't even do yeah. it. But yeah, because because that's a little bit of it too. Like a lot of artists, like Fifty said, he wouldn't go against Ja because he don't need no shine. He'll get rather give a uh, game. He prefer to get game that shine. Over Ja Rule. But I think Ja Rule catalog better than the game, though. Nah. It is, I, I don't think so. Ja, 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 ja got some shit. It's only 20 tracks. And Ja got some shit. I got yeah. you. But, but I would only give him like... Okay, so game versus Ja or game versus 50? No, because game versus... 50 said he'll go... I think 50 and game said they down to do it. Right, but a lot of games early hits was written With, by was 50, 50, so yeah. that would... De- deplete some of his 20 but then he still got and that's, a bunch and more 50 and, and 50 not stupid again to what we said before yeah. 50 not stupid so that's how 50 i don't think that's don't how think 50 ja, will win 50 and fuck around and play a game shit in the first yeah. in the first slot but I, I don't think ja has more than like 10 records i give ja a good 12 15 mm-hmm. well, the chick songs is fine i give that that's what about seven right there then you add in probably like holla then holla play some shit he got with jay uh, can I get her? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. He got some hits. Nah, it's yeah, probably about 12. He got some good ones. He but got ga- some but shit. I feel like Game got enough of a catalog to just run him up out of there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it wasn't them two. What I read, it was like 50 said, because they were like, what'd you do? Since since we just did this one, would you go against Ja? He's like, nah, fuck him. Like, he wouldn't give him that shine. Because versus Has, you've seen people. Get back relevant after yeah, right. right, yeah. Which is why Jeezy <coughs> wanted to go against Gucci. <laughs> but uh yeah. Sorry. But he said he'd rather he'd rather right. do that with game. He'd rather give game that shine. Um over Ja. And that's a I'm lot. here for that's that. Big, Are they cool? Too. Is game and, and fifty at least somewhat cool? Because you don't know if fifty really cool with niggas or not. Yeah. yeah. He I don't know if they everybody. cool, cool, but they've thrown they a cool couple shots. They cool enough. Because I think even on one of game, he got like twenty albums. Like the one before the last one, he said something like, "I might, uh, I might take fifty call and jo- join G." Like it was like a bar or some shit. Mm. So it's like uh, they straight, yeah. Oh, but I think the fifty and Ja, like, nah, they fucking hate each other. <laughs> I would like to see Big Sean go against like Meek, but see, can I think Big Sean against Meek? But see, can <laughs> there's not a shot. At Jeezy, can relevant are relevant artists doing it though? What you mean relevant like recent ones? Yeah, because I'm I'm looking at the verses like I mean you it's had all Hit legends Boy, and yeah Hit Boy and Boy mm-hmm. Wonder. Those didn't count though early on, did they? They count because they was under their umbrella. Yeah, but other than that, they had T Pain against Lil John. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> so you proving my point? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Big Sean and and Meek still active. Active, right. active is what I'm saying. I mean, at this point, they they pull, they just pulling people together, so I'll yeah. just roll with it. Yeah, I don't know, cause even Ti doing like I mean they 
Because they're active. That's what, it's not a shot like but, Jeezy but, and relevance. But now it seems like they just going around whoever was in the barbershop argument. Let's just find the two people that we could put against each other. Like, yeah. So it's got to make sense, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Sean and me is right for it. No, probably not. Yeah. Right. We figured it But like, yay. I mean, because they. Both Drake, thugs versus three Even six. Drake. But Drake yeah. been. Drake been a solid 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I. With so no I dips. Sean and, but. But Drake got 200 songs. So yeah. like, Give it another five years. We're going to see Kendrick against uh, J. Cole. Yeah. You think so? In about five years? I don't know. Probably. Who knows yeah, what this no, versus is? If verse is still yeah. relevant. Man. Some, they going to fall out. Somebody going to steal the money. Because once, <laughs> once they push the uh, COVID vaccine, right. it ain't going to matter. Yeah, it ain't going to matter. <laughs> yes. The, the whole verse is started because people stuck in the house. Now everybody, you know, everybody get back on them streets. Right. One of the versus things that I've been seeing, and I wish it would fucking stop, is people keep asking who should go against R. Kelly. No fucking nobody. Body. Fuck <laughs> R. Kelly. R. Kelly. <laughs> Fuck R. Kelly. Pissing ass. If I see another fucking post with people talking about who but should Steve, go against R. Kelly, you don't think Chris Brown? If you just went just only with his earlier albums, like why are we even having this conversation, my nigga? Like, R. R. Kelly shouldn't get no. I fucking thought he was shaman. canceled. Whatsoever. Uh, R. Kelly versus the warden. Yeah. <laughs> R. Kelly versus Cell Block Joe. <laughs> Joe, Joe used to sing. He won the Cell Block Talent Show uh, four years in a row till he got sent upstate. <laughs> Get rich or die trying. He and their playing his music. Yeah, the guards <laughs> on a harmonica buffing their head. <laughs> Pissing motherfucker. All right, so we talked about the versus shit. I want to get into some movie stuff. So with COVID, man, not a lot of movies or uh, new movies are dropping. As far as television wise, what are y'all rocking with? Like, look, what you watching now these these days? Shit. Most of the time, Pinky ESP. versus Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most of the time, man, sports just be on mute in the background, bro. Um, some of the shows I watch all the black shows, of course, but uh, I've been on the you know with all the shows that got that was on UPN and CW that's now on Netflix. So like half and half, one-on-one, uh, Girlfriends. So me and my wife been kind of going back, binging those. We finished Girlfriends like a week ago. We on half and half now. And then um, show-wise, man, you know, the usual. Power, uh, Blackish, uh, The Shy when it was on. But uh, lately, because a lot of the show, like Billions and stuff, like oh, they yeah. got they they went off because it was like production got slowed up because of COVID. COVID. So yeah. I'm just waiting for shit to start back up. Yeah, definitely checking out the old shit. What about you, John? Yeah, about the same. Uh, we just finished uh, Shit's Creek. That was pretty funny. <laughs> funny as fuck, actually. Yeah, uh, my wife liked that show. Yeah. Um, Stand ups. Me and my wife, we. Are big in the stand-ups. Yeah. Like we just find even if we don't know who the fucking comedian is. Jokes oh, is jokes. Looks funny. Yeah. And then we give them five minutes. All right, I'm gonna turn this on. <laughs> um, the old shit. Um, Breaking Bad always in rotation Ooh. for sure. Um, new uh on HBO The Undoing. I keep forgetting who's in that uh old girl name, <laughs> but uh, Vicky Vale chick from uh Batman. Vicky Vale. Whatever her name is. Yeah. Um, Undoing is on HBO. Watch a lot of documentary shit. Uh, the McDonald's documentary on HBO is dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. About them scamming those uh, Monopoly pieces. <laughs> oh yeah, that was pretty good. Um, Black Monday with Don Cheadle. Fire. Mm-hmm. It's fucking fire. Which is basically just the Black House of Lies. Hey, mama. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, anything else new? Shit, uh, yeah, because there ain't a lot of new shit. That's what I'm saying. Stuff got really. canceled, man. Yeah. Yeah, everything got canceled. We waiting on Atlanta. We waiting on uh, Snowfall. Right. Yep. That's supposed Those to come back. Those are the shows though. I want to see. Yeah. Like, yeah. That represent my culture. <laughs> right. The, the ghetto shows. Other than that, I mean, it's just shit in the background. Uh, like old shit, like what I said, Living Single, mm-hmm. Fresh Prince, Martin. Yep. Man, I was up watching Martin last bro. night, just like, bro. Was, was he getting married? Hilarious. Is that the one who's getting married? No, it was two nights ago. It was okay. The, uh, when Cole got his apartment. Like, <laughs> that was oh hilarious. God, <laughs> it was just clowning. Hey, real quick, I, I do feel like Inaudible Ruckus is like you. You always want to know how how Martin ended or whatever. I feel like Inaudible Ruckus is like this is Martin like after he got old and got married and shit. Oh, like, for sure. Got married for sure. He yeah, got married coming. to Pam instead of Gina. So that's that's the only thing because oh, Neezy will kick your ass. <laughs> Neezy don't play. Yeah. Gatorade me, bitch. Um. All right. So we can all agree that uh we live in a dweeb culture. Uh-oh. Motherfuckers not playing a role, complaining about shit, and not making it happen. Yada yada yada. One of the most dweebs in dweeb history has to go to a character. I'm still talking about TB. Um, that we try to stay away from in our real life. No matter how dope you are in life or what you can provide, for fuck's sake, mm-hmm. don't be Walter White. And I want to play this. This is my favorite. My favorite soundbite from Breaking Bad, uh-huh. and this kind of describes a fucking dweeb. Here we go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wrong one. Dweeb ass. I was looking through the wrong thingy. You're welcome. I'm sorry. What? I want those names, Mike. You owe me that much. I don't owe you a damn thing. All of this, falling apart like this, is on you. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's some kind of logic right there, Mike. You screw up, get yourself followed by the DEA, and now suddenly, this is all my fault. Why don't you walk me through this, Mike? We had a good thing, you stupid son of a We had Fring. We had a lab. We had everything we needed, and it all ran like clockwork. You could have shut your mouth, cooked, and made as much money as you ever needed. It was perfect, but no, you just had to blow it up. You, and your pride, and your ego. You just had to be the man. If you'd done your job, known your place, we'd all be fine right now. Man, that was like one of my I fucking said that. favorite. I said yeah. that from the jump. Yeah. Walter White really, really fucked up what they had going on. Yes. And I love to have a conversation about Breaking Bad because we, we get a chance to kind of equate that in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Like, like Walter White is the classic person that we run across who like super talented you know very fucking smart but a fucking dweeb yeah don't want to play their role yeah don't want to play their role he walter white thought he was so much bigger than what they were doing as a whole yeah and i mean between him and Skyler, man i just well so, oh, so, so yeah, to that it. point and I, I said this when uh better call saw came out mm-hmm. because better call saw being more of a prequel kind of showed you the world that was built before walter got into it right and i feel like the knowing the backstory of of a Gus Fring, seeing like what he how he had to watch his man's get killed and like work his way up through the cartel, knowing what uh Mike had to do like back at home and then you know say elevating up, knowing what Jesse had to do. Everybody else in the Breaking Bad franchise was wolves natural, yeah. Right, they broke mm-hmm. broke bad so to speak, which mean they reached a breaking point and went to the dark side more naturally 
than Walter did. Walter just like, oh, that looks cool over there. I guess I'll try it. Then he <laughs> got it. Oh, I'm going to start doing it like this. It don't work like that. Well, why not? Why can't it work like this? Isn't it? Bitch, because it don't. It's the jungle, man. Like, why can't don't I sell like meth that? on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's my little TV tidbit, man. I, I love Breaking Bad. I love going back, rewatching that shit. Yeah. Picking up little tidbits. Uh, I definitely fuck with Better Call Saul. I think Better Call Saul is a little bit better I, I, than Breaking Bad. I think so too. Yeah, the pacing is better. It's the prequel, yeah. but it's after. But that's again, that's one of those uh, that word experience. Yeah, yeah. Like they they made it better, mm-hmm. but they were able to after Based the success the of Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Breaking Bad is the shit. And I Walter, like they, I, I like the the story art and mm-hmm. the character. The character art, because Walter, it, it gave off the vibe of feeling bad for him and, and empathy. You know, you empathize for him and you hate his fucking wife. But what he turned into, yeah. then it's like, all right, you fucking up the bad. Yeah. So you live. What, what Jay Z <laughs> said, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah. Right. Because at first it's like, oh my god, he lost his money. Oh my god, this all he wants to do is take care of his family. And after a while, oh, you you a jackass. That's right. What, <laughs> right. <laughs> You don't ran the bag up twenty times, right? right. You won't mow. Yeah. All right. So I want to get into sports, man. I know we love talking shit with sports. Yeah. H- how y'all doing in y'all fantasy league? Well, <laughs> I didn't even play <laughs> because of y'all. I'm doing good in the Anato Bros League, but uh, we ain't playing for no money. And now in my work league at the job, man, I'm trash. Like all these injuries and stuff, man, yeah. it, and the COVID games, and they switching people here and switching people there. Like it's trash, bro. Yeah. I think I'm gonna end up beating John this week. Yeah, it was my shit on Autobot, autopilot. Yeah, you, you had all all your people was out the week that me and you played. That's crazy. I was fucking doing good in the beginning, then I just fucking lost four in a row. Like, man, fuck y'all. I tried to be slick and uh, get Antonio Brown. He <laughs> <laughs> looked like he about to have to. He got a, he facing another incident where he beat up a security guard. But of it's, course, you know, they just dig up old stuff my, to try to keep you down. That's my fucking can't stay yeah, out of trouble. Coffee grinds out in the garbage <laughs> three years ago. Yeah. That's Frank illegal. You're, you're storing rainwater. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lo, who you got Who you got winning the Super Bowl? I don't know yet. It's too early to tell because somebody might break a leg or COVID might shut everything down. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think will happen. Fucking COVID. I'm, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. Fuck it. I'm gonna go with my dog Russ. Wow. I don't. <laughs> wow. I'm just gonna go wild, like, because you never know how things happen. And they, they, like, shit. Give us some Gatorade. Yeah, yeah. Gatorade, me, bitch. I thought we had real Gatorade. <laughs> Ain't no real Gatorade. I wish. Um, I was sure you was gonna say Project Pepto. No, well, I thought that, but the likelihood, other than Brady, of like people going back to back Super Bowls, ain't really. You know what I'm saying? It ain't really there. I think they. I think their offense is really unstoppable, but mm-hmm. Pittsburgh—that's what I'm saying—ain't <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Pittsburgh probably be the one. Um, Tennessee can beat Kansas City too, but will they? I don't know. Um, and NFC, I got Brady, and enough said on that. Uh, I know they got Molly Wap by the Saints, but Drew Brees got. Oh, that's all Drew Brees. Eleven broken ribs. It's, it's a wrap for the Saints. <laughs> Fuck Drew Brees. Yeah, and when they get to the postseason, they choke anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, fuck Drew Brees. Which is why I said Seahawks. Because other than Brady, who else gonna stop the Seahawks in the NFC? It ain't gonna uh-huh. be uh the 49ers no more. No. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think of other teams. Aaron Rodgers might get lucky. 
might get. If he get hot. The I one thing about the I Seahawks think their defense better than the Seahawks. No, that that's fine. But the Seahawks offense is better than it has ever been. Yeah, and yeah, and now yeah. if, if if it becomes getting into a shootout, then Russell Wilson has proven that he can do that. Now he may mess it up at the end and stuff, but he could go the distance with Fuller. Well, the Seahawks are gonna is gonna boil down to coaching to yeah. me. Yeah. That's gonna be their deciding factor. And offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. What about you, y'all, John? Y'all still ain't named nobody. Brady. Brady. Uh, oh, you said okay, Brady, Brady, but other than that, who? who that's gonna be the I, Buccaneers I, versus Seahawks in the in well, the finals. I got I got Bucks and uh, Steelers in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Brady be having being number Mike Tomlin their number. So yeah, that is true. I agree. But, uh, Shout out to Mike Tomlin, Black Excellence. Yeah, yeah. I think um, Pat they, uh, Kansas City. Like, I'm gonna Tom. get on the benefit too, but I think they can be beat. I think a lot of teams just get undisciplined. Mm-hmm. But like the games they lost, the teams been disciplined and they been more physical with them. Yeah. But it's like once most teams, once Tyreek get loose, they like ah, and then they just give up. Yeah. We they're too much. <laughs> There's nothing we could do. Like, bro, seven nothing. <laughs> and that what the like, Texans did. <laughs> yeah. Texans are trash. Trash. See, uh, boo boo. They up to. But yeah, but Pittsburgh, oh my God. Like, they surprised me. Like, they literally might go undefeated. <laughs> like, yeah. they I mean, see like uh, Unless being rape a bitch or something. You know how, oh, he, you know oh, how he do. He Rapeless burger. He does. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to rape no more. <laughs> after, after, after two, it's like, all right, let me chill. Right. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I'm done with this. This is no longer the life that I live. <laughs> All right, we're about to get into my favorite uh, sports. We're going to talk about the NBA. Did y'all know that Gasol was headed to the Lakers? Yeah, I saw yeah, it. I saw, uh, saw that it was coming in. Up to the thing, that yeah. shit crazy. Yeah. That shit crazy. A lot of um, a lot of trades. This is my favorite. Normally in the in the summertime, like when they have the, the trades and the free agency, GMO, like that'd be my favorite part of the season. But now because everything is happening now, it's, 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 I'm excited. I don't know what the fuck the Clippers doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they got Serge Ibaka, they right? Got Ibaka, yeah, that's but, it. yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, that might be all they need. Cause nah, Trez, not Trez gone. Yeah. They gonna get another point. Guard. I think Lou will trying to leave. They gonna get a point guard, and they gonna get some young What's light wings. Shamit gone, I believe. They need yeah. a young point guard. Watch, not a young point guard, but they gonna get a solid point guard. They need to just play Reggie, weak ass. We got it. We get our jokes but he, off. He works for what they need, though. He is better. Then yeah, Pat, Pat Bell, yeah. Pat Bell yeah. my dog, but he's just a caricature now. He's like the Draymond Green of, of the Clippers. He's just yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, let me ask y'all this though. GMO for the Pistons, right? We know they ain't trying to win nothing right now. But and you know the Warriors because they just said that uh Clay Thompson lost uh he out for the season, yeah. Would it make sense to trade if you the Pistons? Well, not the Pistons, but if you the Warriors, trade Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green and a pick or whatever for Blake Griffin? I say no now because they got Wiseman. Okay. Out the draft. And you want him to flourish. Got it. And you don't want Blake to, to get hit Blake's touches to stop his development. Exactly. I got Because they still got uh, Marquise Chris. I like over him. There. And I like they him. still got Kevon Looney. I forgot they still had Looney. And Pascal, but he like a small for a power for it. Yeah. So, yeah, Blake will take their touches. I got to you. me. Well, I mean, they're going to have to move on from Draymond Green. Sorry. Like it's one of my favorite players, but they got Kelly Oubre too. Oh, okay, yeah, never mind, <laughs> never mind. They good. 
We yeah. good over here. Why, why can't any Boston keep anybody? It seems like all their good players want to fuck. Because Boston is racist. They it's a racist sports town. They just gave them $200 million. It's a racist sports town, man. It's they, cool they, and it all. It is, though. Don't nobody want to play up there. Yeah. You fucking niggas. You come to your fucking games. You park your fucking car. Yeah, you see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You fucking nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, why you keep calling them niggas? <laughs> Fetch me a beer, damn it. <laughs> I thought I put my car keys in my khakis. <laughs> so... Fucking Jason Tatum. <laughs> um, how'd y'all feel about the draft? Eh. Man. I don't, bro, put them in the system and let's see. see because yeah. we didn't have dudes that would be the, the number one draft pick. They get drafted to a team that sucks. They don't have no culture, no leadership. They ain't trying to really develop them. They just want to sell tickets. He'd be yeah. trash. Then he get traded to the Spurs or somebody and end up being a beast because he got some people I to think, cultivate him. I think Edwards is a, was the best pick for Minnesota. But it will boil down to coaching and the culture. Because yep. Edwards is um, highlight-wise and projected to be a Dwayne Wade type player mm-hmm. who can shoot a little bit better. So if you put that with uh, D'Angelo Russell and Cat, like, you might be doing something. Yeah. But I think Rubio just went back too. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, what, what makes me... Weary of the draft and not really trusting it too much. I remember when um, it was uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker, Joel Embiid that year. They was like, "Oh, this is gonna be the next uh, LeBron, Carmelo, and D Wade draft." Like, "Oh, this next young talent is about to usher it in." I'm like, "Man, these niggas suck." Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't even know what team Jabari Parker play for. Andrew I Wiggins is a bum. For- I bomb. He might play for the Kings because I was playing 2K the other day. Damn. I was like, oh, that's your birthday. <laughs> <That's what they're laughs> <with. laughs> this is supposed to be Melo 2.0. <laughs> Speaking of Melo, he uh he actually tra- uh, signed with the Trailblazers. Yeah, good thing he ain't signed in Detroit. Mm-hmm. You know, Detroit be trying to pick people up yeah. and kill them off. You ain't lying. Yeah, I think that's a good fit. Uh, him and Dame? Him and Dame. And I think they played well. Yeah. Um, They added a piece or two. Um, It's just got to be a curse or... Like we've had this discussion, like I fuck with Dame, but it'd be like, yeah, he turned on Dame time at the wrong time. time. Or yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like he can do it, or he come through in the clutch. But it's like, bruh, if do you, that earlier, then it wouldn't be on. Clutch. Y'all wouldn't be down fifteen. <laughs> so it's like, maybe it's yeah. like Kobe mode though, where it's like I'm gonna pass the ball around for the first couple, games, then I'm gonna take over at the end. I mean, I get it, and it's not not because I take him on my team any day. Yeah. But it's still just uh, like it's like put your stamp on the game early. Mm-hmm. Or it's like one night we was texting, and I'm like, it's one minute left in the third quarter that one of the playoff games with the Lakers in the bubble. And I'm like, why is Dame shooting his first free throw? Yeah, right. <laughs> Get more. He should have been more aggressive before mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Like the top of the third quarter. Like usually, if you win the third quarter, you can win the game, right? Um. And I, I started watching it more closely. Like, he'd kind of be in coast mode until, like, the end of the third. Then he'd do a little bit in the fourth. Then the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, then he wanted to start cooking. And it's like, you could – I see what John's saying. Like, you got to – you could pull him out the fire early. If you start blowing him out and, and go on mode, like, you know what I'm saying, in the second quarter, Cause, in the third. Because Kobe's done it. Yeah. Uh, talking about Mamba. There's one memory of Kobe being my favorite player. I remember – when Utah uh, was talking shit about Derek Fisher because mm-hmm. he left because his daughter uh, surgery shit, his uh, daughter health. And when Kobe scored like 24 in the first quarter, 
like, yeah, we getting this shit over with <laughs> early. Like, <Yeah. laughs> like I'm sitting down in the fourth. <laughs> like, fuck all that. Like, yeah. and and you see even Steph and and Clay and them like they even do that. You know what I mean? I know they was pretty much done last year, but you see that a lot even before KD. Like, yeah. let's get this shit over with. Go home, Let's do the wife and the girlfriend thing. Yep. Right. Shoot, shoot all these threes. <laughs> smoke these niggas out real quick. Right, well, yeah. What you got after this? I got a golf round. Right. <laughs> Let's knock these niggas out right now. And they look at each other like, all right, now. You ready? Yeah. You shooting? <laughs> Your shit loaded? Yeah. Yeah. Splash. So, yeah, I like to see more of that with Dane. But uh, not, I don't know if you're thinking of trying to get CJ into it early. But it's like, no, you the alpha is your team. Yeah. Yep. Like, I think that's what it is. Just trying, trying to be more even and get everybody involved. But it's like, nigga, we need to win games, especially in the playoffs. I understand, you know, December, January before the All Star break, or y'all playing against the Orlando Magic or something. But like, nah. Yeah, he he gotta, he gotta come harder than that. We gonna see. I just saw some uh, Kobe rookie year. I think uh, Nick Van Exel said after the timeout, and they ran a play for Kobe. He was like, yeah, I'm about to cross this fool and dunk on him. <laughs> That's what the fuck he did. I was like, okay. He's like, and this young motherfucker went and did that shit. Right. <laughs> fuck all the bullshit. That's yeah. what I came to do. That was Kobe, though. Yeah. Um, the chances of Lakers repeat. High. Yeah. 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 Especially the way they got Mark Gasol now. Like, that's a whole and, other type of play Harrell. structure. Yeah. Yeah. Like... That's I mean, tough. They got Wesley Matthews. They, um, they, they got Dennis Schroeder. Oh, that's right. They got Schroeder too. Yep. Yeah. They, so yeah, you just got a 90%. younger Rondo kind of, and, and you got a more solidified front court now because Mark Gasol could do all the things that Dwight couldn't. Right. Because Mark could still Defensive shoot. Player of the year. Um, you can dump it. You can. I, I know they don't run the triangle no more, but you could do some triangle esque things by passing it in to Mark in the high post. He's a playmaker. That'll free up more for AD. Um. Yep. They got uh, they still got KCP still back on the team, so it's still continuity there. Like, and for all we know, they might fuck around and get Lou Williams or something. Lou Williams don't strike me mm-hmm. as the type of dude that like if he leave the Clippers, he ain't gonna want unless he go back to Atlanta, he trying to like just cross the bridge and <laughs> you want them to them Magic City wings. Yeah. <laughs> like he he go, all right, you know how it is when you you play for the Lakers or you play for the Clippers, it's like just trade he me play across for both, the hallway. Because he played for the Lakers with Kobe. Who Lou Williams there? Yeah. He was there. Shit, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I was gonna say I forgot about that too. So let me ask y'all this: as far as the NBA goes, uh-huh. Levar Ball was he fucking right or was he right? He was right. Yeah, he was right. <laughs> he was. I mean, the way he went about doing it, like to each his the own. The way he went about was. Yeah, I don't, I don't right. knock it though, cause like you gotta you gotta sell it. Yeah, and who gonna sell it more than you? Now I don't knock it, and and it's always twenty twenty, and. Niggas that get on the book and right. say what they would have did. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that dude. I I, I would have done it different, but he was right. Yeah, and I do uh, commend him for being a great father and yeah. a black father. Yeah, so right. I, I don't want to tear him down. Because if, if that nigga was but, my dad, I'd be happy to have. But I'm gonna like keep him. it real. The shoes was ugly as fuck. Yeah, did people ever get their shoes? That was trash. I don't think they got their shoes. But I'm not just gonna be like. But they be complaining about the delayed order on the merch and shit. But they still yeah. waiting on their big baller brand shit. Exactly. <laughs> Shut up, nigga. Um, MidnightClubMerch.com, bitch. Right. Yeah. Only thing I, I would say that just how he went about it, or just, yeah. I think because I think Alonzo would still be a Laker, 
and yeah, would have a ring. Absolutely. But he talked him out of that. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of the shit. Uh, even when we talk about Midnight Club, like we be authentic, but we can scale back or we don't have to say this or we yeah. say it a different way. Yeah. So that we don't play ourselves out of position. Yeah. Because his boy could have been in LA at home with a ring. Yep. Starting point. Chilling. Yeah. And, and, and Jello, I know he got to feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> Right so now. Was <laughs> that was his fault. That, that well, wasn't LeVar's fault. Yeah, that wasn't LeVar's fault. He 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 fucked that up. His I mean, was trying to steal some like, two dollar sunglasses. Like, that was a wrap. Like, how do you show up to Thanksgiving and shit? Everybody, your brother just got drafted. Your other brother, you like the third yeah. Manning brother. Yeah. Like, yeah. He played for the Oklahoma, <laughs> the Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma Blue or some shit. <laughs> Oklahoma Firestarters or some shit. Ain't that the name of their G League team? Some shit like that. Do y'all think he'll be able to get to the NBA? Probably at some point. Some yeah. point, yeah. Other yeah. people are like, we don't talk if about he, if he play art because uh, Seth Curry ended up getting to the league. Yeah, yeah. like uh, like Blake Griffin had a brother that was bounced around oh, in the G League. That, and that nigga said real estate. Shit. Yeah. But yeah. I think Jello is the better player out of all three of them. I think Melo is. You think Melo? I think Melo has the, the most. Yeah, he soaked up the game, and he just yeah, he just flew with it. Like he he gave that Iris vibe. Mm. Like I'm just going out there. I'm shooting. I'm doing fuck. It could. Bite him in the ass. Yeah. But he come down, uh, shit, Iverson, uh, Jason Williams, white chocolate type. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But, you know, Jello was a a really good defensive player, and the thing is, he really can shoot. And he kind of scaled that back a little bit. Yeah, so that's why I give him the, uh, like, Seth Curry. Yeah. I think. Because Seth Curry would be locking up. Yeah. And, obviously, he can shoot. Right. But I I think to that point, though, that he could fight, like, now, because it, People are going to want to keep him in the league because his brothers are in the league. Mm-hmm. The, the league is very brotherly and, and a fraternal like that. I think that he could be used as a 3 and D guy. For all we know, he might end up with the Lakers or some shit if they need an extra right. roster spot, right? Um, or the Clippers. As long as LeBron there. Probably I don't want none of them ball niggas over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I just mean he could, he could find a home, right? Yeah. Especially yeah. in the right eventually. system. Eventually. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and it's, uh, you know what I'm saying? And it's not to knock no luster off of him. He was right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not the only. And it's, again, it's Facebook motherfuckers getting their shit off memes or right. just want to be right. Mm-hmm. Like, these, the first brothers to be in the league together. No, right. Shout out to Mark Keith and, and uh, <laughs> Marcus. You got some fucking twins. You got um, the Curry course, brothers. The Curry brothers. Hush, you got, you got uh, the Gasol. The Gasol, the Gasols yeah. was yeah. in together. Fucking uh, the Holidays. The Holidays. It's what, uh, three Giannis. of them? It's three, uh, Giannis and his two brothers. One yeah. got the yeah. ring with the Lakers. Yeah. So I was like, eh. That's you know what I'm saying? And, and it just goes to show us different ways. Yeah. You got because, cousins with McGrady and Vince. Yeah. And we talking about black families. Right. And Italian with, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Gasol's them. But it's like, you know, Dale Curry them, they went at it a different way. Yeah. And they boys got in it. And they wasn't even highly regarded. Or barely drafted, so it was like, I mean, it could be done different ways. But you know, he great father, great black father. I think he deserves some respect. Yeah, absolutely. They can stop yeah. putting him on ESPN. He can shut up. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think he. I think he. He's brilliant. I think he knows what he's talking about. But I think he lacks absolutely. Yeah. the understanding that he can't do it himself. Like, right. yeah. like you got to take a back seat. Like you how need you, a team. How you started yeah. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How you yeah. started the episode. Exactly. That makes sense. So like, even with the shoe shit, like LeVar shouldn't have been producing those shoes. Like he should have, I, I understand he want to 
he didn't want to be Nike. Self-made. Yeah. yeah. But you could have gave 20% up to Nike and produced a better shoe. I think. I, I think he could have went uh, the Li Ning route or like the way of Wade, like go, get you a Chinese company and get equity with them and build your own shoe that way. But it's even like your son drafted by L.A. Yeah. Magic Johnson love him. Magic Johnson said he go have a statue. Right. And his, his jersey in the rap. You ruined mm-hmm. his hometown legacy, basically. Yeah. Right. And your son there, this is hometown. Mm-hmm. Like he's then he's playing with LeBron. Right. Shit you got to say about LeBron. Now LeBron, like he talked about LeBron's son. Even if it was disrespectful or not, like LeBron, like keep my family name out your mouth. Like right. talk about me all you want. Then airing the dirty laundry of mm-hmm. the Lakers, which was true. True, yeah. Right. It happened to be true, true. but we but don't airing do that it out. Yeah. Like you got the number one businessman in America <laughs> at your disposal. Yeah. And you want to shut the fuck up and listen. Talking shit about yeah. yeah. Missed yeah. opportunities. Gatorade me, bitch. Yeah. I feel I feel bad for him, but at the end of the day, I mean, that's his loss. Um, I do think that Jello is going to get into the NBA mm-hmm. at some point, um, which will further prove Lavar's point, but also will also prove that it was Lavar's reason that some of the shit that got fucked up between you know his kids, um, like like you said, John. They don't even rock the brand no more. Yeah, they don't even yeah. rock the brand no more. I mean, I think Mello tattoos covered brand. up and shit. Yeah, I think Melo started his own last week. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be uh, signing some shit. I don't know, I can't remember. But um, yeah, man, Lavar was right, man. Shout out to to Melo, Jello, and Lonzo. Lonzo, <laughs> yeah, getting into the league. So yeah, man, that's all I want to talk about with sports. Um, the last thing I want to talk about before we get up out of here, um, we have. Uh, a lot of events going on in our in our personal life that Uh-oh. that that we that we're gonna discuss. Yeah. Um, the first one we're gonna congratulate. Is it is it time? Uh-uh. No? No? Okay. Nah. Okay. All right. So uh John, we're gonna talk about your shit. Sure. Okay. So um I'll take the bullets. <laughs> <laughs> so in a couple of weeks Presently bullets. Uh John's gonna be moving, headed back home. Um he's leaving Houston. Uh we are Finally, saying goodbye, saying by the Hollywood, saying goodbye, saying by the Hollywood. Uh, we're absolutely happy. Uh, we're sad to see him go, but you know we're happy that you that you're going back for reasons that you're going back. Uh, we're gonna miss your ass. Sad. And uh, think about the cry. Yeah, I know, motherfucker. <sighs> but uh, it's but, so hard. But we still got a lot of work work uh, down the pipeline. So John's gonna be coming back here, uh, hopefully. To continue some of the midnight club business. Yeah, when I can, when they can afford me. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood. No, actually, Hollywood. really, John is going to be running Midnight Club North. Yes. Our, our, <laughs> so <laughs> this is just the South now. Yeah. So it just you know expansion. North, yeah. North. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and so, and then also, um, I'm going to be leaving Houston. Uh oh. Oh shit. Uh, next year. Uh-oh. And I'm gonna be y'all leaving me burr, to burr, myself. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> this to me. Gatorade me, bitch. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna be headed to Dallas. Okay. Um, it's about 95 percent uh, in the bag, um, but I, I'm trying to figure out a way if I'm gonna keep Vision Light or not, or, yeah. or just sell it. So that's kind of like where my head is at right now. So, um, and, I thought you coming to Detroit. <laughs> right. No, it's my mom would the love party. That. Right. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of excited. We, we we got a lot of shit going on, you know, in, in the future, man. I'm just, you know, very thankful and glad that, that we all connected. Y'all going to leave and me in Houston unsupervised by myself? Oh, Lord. You the leader of the pack. Yeah. No, I'm not. Why are you saying <laughs> it? CEO, motherfucker. 
But um, oh, I get it. I'm, I'm going to be the one left holding the bag when. It, <laughs> that's him. <laughs> what he say? Uh, uh, New Jack City. <laughs> that man Kareem ran the CMV. Ak- Kareem Akbar. <laughs> oh shit! You know, I just realized I haven't even uh, I haven't told anybody that shit. You didn't. So so my fuckers gonna hear that on the podcast. Your phone nah, about to be blowing, blowing up. up. Changing my fucking number. <laughs> I think he about to hit you up. Yeah. Unless um, you probably told him. No, I haven't told him. Uh, I haven't told uh, him. Um, my wife and the kids know. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, <laughs> my wife knows. <laughs> I left my girl at home. Uh, outside of that, man, I haven't really told nobody. Yeah, man. I thought you were about to say Detroit. I'm happy for you. Though. <laughs> you heard John just heard, I'm moving to Dallas. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to, um, I ain't going to say I'm going to never move back, but I don't think I have it in the cards to move back. Uh, I'm actually been trying to get my family to move down here. Same. My my mother and father to move down here, but ain't happening. They they just like, oh, Detroit coming back, motherfucker. Get your old ass. It, down it here. is though. It <laughs> is. It is, man. Here. But and that's the thing where um, well, I don't give a fuck anymore. But over the years, um, just asking for advice mm-hmm. on moving back mm-hmm. because of the family aspect, right? And even telling Lotus last night, y'all became my family, so now it's tough for me to leave here. Yeah. But over the five and a half, six years, um, it's been tough being here without them up there. And they not coming down here. Um, right. So trying to spend more time with my granny. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. how long we got. Yeah. My nieces and nephews. Um, That's real. Like, we took our trip to um, Florida in July. It was about 15. That was easily 15. And uh, just that energy, man. My nephews was like, and then all the kids got closer. It's like yeah, it's it's about time to go back. Right. Yeah. Uh, if I can, within reason, and uh, a lot of the no's people know, or you stupid, or don't do this and that. One, okay. I don't give a fuck no more. Right. Because it's been confirmed on why I need to go back. Yeah. And two, um, a lot of the reasons for not coming back is one, they haven't progressed, mm-hmm. and they into bullshit. Shit. Yeah. They ain't got nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Progressing because I was progressing when I was there, right? Just how I even got here, right? Um, and two, everybody, you all automatically think Detroit. I'm, I'm not trying to move back to the hood and <laughs> the slums, m- m- move right back on third. Yeah. No, we're gonna be uh, out somewhere nice, and I ain't you know, no millionaire balling or nothing like that, but I'm gonna pay the cost <laughs> to be Bit somewhere about, nice, yeah, yeah. exactly, and be out of the shit. You know what I'm saying? In a, in a remote location. Only thing is, man, you got to go back to the snow, bro. I don't give a fuck about no yeah, snow. If I ain't never got to see no snow again. I'm not uh, I'm not excited about being in it or driving in it, but it has been weird. Y'all, y'all got to agree. like Not having it at all? Not having it at no. all on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like... Uh, I ain't even got no boots, bro. I ain't got either. no boots. Yeah. Oh, I, I got one pair. But or some Tim's? some Levi boots uh, or some shit. I ain't bought no Tim since we've been here. Eight years mm-hmm. I ain't bought a new pair of Tim's. Nope. No coat. But still, I ain't got my I left I my fuck coat. coat. I was like, fuck I had to throw my pelly away before I moved down here, bro. <laughs> y- y'all know that, jacket. Y'all know that uh that video I can't remember the man's name when he's sitting in the window in, in Detroit and it's snowing. He like this is my last year for this shit. I moved. Uh, that, yeah, they, me, that was me. yeah that was literally me before I moved to Houston up threw all my shit out. Like, fuck this coat, fuck these boots. I don't never want to see this shit again. And then when I go home, I got to be like, hey, cuz, can I borrow your coat? Yeah, <laughs> that's why I kept mine. That's why I kept mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel that, man. The, the yeah. snow, I don't, I don't look forward to that. Yeah. I do feel, you know, look forward to that time of the year yeah. seeing snow. Yeah. 
Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I ain't trying to be driving in and shit, but yeah. yeah, it just be weird. Like, and it don't feel like, again, you know, we became family, mm-hmm. but it's like Christmas and then you got FaceTime everybody. Yeah. And that, I, I'll say this though, <laughs> that, that what bothered me a little bit, which is again, hanging out with y'all and having that family dynamic when my boys and stuff would kick it back at home, it was a little depressing because you know, they would FaceTime and, oh, that's FaceTime low. Oh, here goes so-and-so. Then next thing you know, they right. passing the phone, phone around, around the party, but yeah. then don't nobody want to get left holding on to the phone. phone. Like, All right, we're going to call you back. And then, <laughs> right. like, they having a good time, and I'm sitting over here on the couch chilling. Yeah, that kind of shit, man. Like, I mean, even Father's Day or it, it don't even have to be a holiday, but just seeing everybody at Grandma's house barbecuing or drinking or something is like, and I'm just scrolling Facebook. Yeah. Hey, get this <laughs> fucking shit out of my face yeah fuck this I feel yeah. like you're not needed no more and all yeah. that kind of shit no and it's not true but it's like that's how you feel though like yeah. like yeah we've all felt that shit like mm-hmm. damn yeah, yeah and it ain't for i would say fomo but not really fomo because i ain't looking at like the niggas who still stagnant or clubbing or getting literary right yeah i don't fuck even want to see them niggas. yeah but it's um, the family shit but the family dynamic yeah. You know what I'm saying? Talking to my, my nieces and nephews on FaceTime and it's like, you know, I like to be around and how, mm-hmm. how my uncle was playing live and Madden with me. Yeah. Like I'm missing out missing out on that with my nephews. Right. You know what I'm saying? And little bros. So Yeah, I feel it, like it's gonna be tough, but Yeah. Well, we're just a, a flight away, you know, Biggie. Yeah. Family family forever. Shit ain't gonna change. And you're right. I said with technology and shit yeah. now, like Yeah. Sure. And it make, it make it better because y'all from y'all from from the glove too. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, we <laughs> definitely we understood each other's languages off top yeah. and, and the thought process and stuff. It's like certain shit, like being down here when you meet other folks, you got to like stop and explain. And well, I thought about it like this, and they'd be like, "I never thought of that." And it's like, but I could say that same thing to y'all, and mm-hmm. y'all be like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, we get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and and I know uh, even telling my wife like. When y'all come visit, it's not a thing of I hope I see y'all. It's right. like I know I'm gonna see, see y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. She, she like you think? I'm like I'm sure I'm gonna see them. Yeah, when they come. Yeah, um, like, like they're my dogs. So for sure, because you know we got again to, and to your point in a couple of weeks. I got I got more news to share, but like yeah, big shit popping, man. All twenty one on wool. On wool. Yeah, we got to see that flourish. Yeah, and everything too. Oh yeah, for shizzle. <laughs> for sheezy, my nizzy. I've always wanted to say this. <laughs> for for Well, uh, I appreciate y'all to death for coming on the uh, on the podcast. I had to do it with y'all. I had to close it out. For sure. Uh, with y'all. Um, John, we're going to miss you. But yes, we, so we, 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 we'll have that conversation later. To um, say goodbye. <laughs> And um, I had a ton of fun. Did y'all, did y'all enjoy yourself today? Nah, man. Talk you know, shit. inaudible ruckus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Normally, what, what we do is when we be on there. We, <laughs> nah, that shit was live, man. Hey, Lo, tell the listeners where they can find you. Right uh, you can follow me at Uncle underscore Skeet. You can also uh, follow the Facebook page, inaudible ruckus underscore podcast on all streaming platforms, man. Um, you know, just out here giving social, dope social, social electrifying commentary uh, on all things to uh, help you get through your day. Authentic conversations from real niggas. Yeah. All right, John. You can find me. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, Instagram is the wolf and the blade, the wolf and the blade. And I'll be acting too wild on Facebook. So 
I don't get that up. <laughs> um, and Twitter, I gotta, uh, I gotta redo my shit. I probably like too much shit I ain't supposed to like. We <laughs> start deleting that shit before we I blow up, to, right? I need to John, you were twelve, right? It, no, he, he was on there liking all them feet pics. You know they be on there selling feet. <laughs> no, I wasn't feet, but uh, <laughs> I gotta clean that up. And uh, a lot of shit I was talking. Um, uh, Alex came and uh, Spotify. Uh, Mainly because they do me the most good, but all platforms. Alex Kane, Kane with a K K A N E. Um, what else I got? Beats by Kane. Yeah, I was about to say, give him a website, money maker. Beats by If you need music production, uh, com. If you need a video production, and if you need a shirt, Midnight Club merch. Dot com. Dot com. Hell yeah. We we got the hoodies on deck. Now we got new masks, man. Shop around. Yeah. You got to wear that motherfucker anyway. So. Might so, as well. Yeah. And if you guys need any digital media production, whether it be photography, film, podcast, and even marketing consulting, we are on Instagram, the creative underscore wolf. Or you can always hit us up on midnightclubmerch.com. Yeah. Yeah. To get with us. And uh, yeah, man, we're going we gonna to close the show out. On Wolf. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. On Wolf. Okay, guys. This is episode four of the Holiday Boy podcast with beauty and fashion photographer Stevie D. Shout out to my Midnight Club family. As you can tell, we had an amazing time. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I'm looking forward to next season, which is going to be maybe about two, three months. Let me get my life back together. You feel me? Be sure to subscribe, follow the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, and even apple podcast and if you enjoyed it share it listen to it with your mama because i love mamas you want to get in touch with me go to my website stevie.com all my contacts social media etc is listed so we can connect also midnightclubmerch.com support the movement grab your hoodie a hat a scarf stay covid free don't get the vid as kevin hart said this podcast is powered by the good folks here at midnight club So shout out to them. How about your boy?